welcome to the Luma Roundtable, a podcast where we pick one album, focus on it for a month, and then come together to discuss it as a group. Uh, today, we have a bunch of great people. Uh, we've got Nikki and Brady from Wisconsin. Um, you guys want to just quick say hi? Hello. Hello. <laughs> okay. And then we have uh, the We Are the Trees band, uh, Tristan, Jordy, Liam, and Delaney from the Northern Ireland the northern ireland <laughs> <laughs> the northern way. um thanks for thanks for joining everyone um and as always my co-host uh henry zimmerman uh calling from colorado how you doing today henry chilling in colorado okay what time so, is it in colorado sorry can i ask that yeah uh 11 30 in the morning awesome on. Okay, so the album this month was Sandman from 2019 by Trudy and the Romance, a self-described mutant 50s pop band from Liverpool. Uh, the album has about a dozen tracks. I couldn't find much out about the band itself, to be honest, but they had a couple interesting things on their band camp. In the description of their last EP, Junkyard Jazz, which was the precursor to Sandman, they cited influences including the Beach Boys, uh, Jonathan Richmond of The Modern Lovers, which was like a garage, an American garage rock pre-punk era band in the 70s. Um, and then old Disney movies that could have melded like cartoon with reality, like Who Framed Roger Rabbit, Space Jam, Mary Poppins, um, being the inspiration for like the romanticized technicolor realm in which all their songs are set, uh, heavily influenced by film. Um, and about talking about Sandman, the songs follow Little Johnny and his love for his high school sweetheart who disappears. He performs with his band, the original doo-wop Spacemen, and must get from the blue world to the new world. It's about conquering the Sandman who forever taunts him with the mutated memory of a sand girl, is how they uh, describe it. Um, so really interesting stuff. Um, I, I'd love to just start off uh, with some initial perspectives here. Nikki, do you want to start off with like, what did you think going into it? What were your first thoughts? So I thought the album cover was, I, I've never seen anything like that. Um, I think whoever drew the artwork for this, like, I've been calling it like a cat wizard. Um, whoever did that did an excellent job. Um, it's it's nice to have a picture for what I assume is Johnny. Um so I guess my, I, I didn't really have any expectations going in. I was just kind of like, what is going to happen? <laughs> yeah. Um, so they, I guess like that was my initial impression of it. Cool. So somebody want to go next? I didn't really know what to think when I first seen it. Cause I thought like it was maybe going to be something that was a bit like more of like, not a beat, but like a faster pace because it was quite chilled. And I like, I really, really like the cover because it like it's it's sick. It just it, it kind of reminds me of, like the old set, but like on the like say the jury say, circus theory sort of vibes, where it's a bit kind of weird and spooky on it, like mm-hmm. yeah, almost like classic horror movie posters where you kind of have like you know, the bad guy looming in the background and then yeah. uh, yeah. these people kind of sit in the front being like, "What do we do?" You know, innocent heroes. So I think it kind of that also kind of shows that movie influence that they're really talking about going for there. Definitely. Brady, what did you think? These are all good points happening around me. I 
honestly did not dwell on the album cover pretty much at all. I saw that. I saw the fangs. I thought that looks weird. And then I listened to it. Um, <laughs> I was actually a little excited to, to dig into this when you said this was the album because they, uh, their music has come up in my Discover Weekly more than once, and this was finally an excuse to actually listen to them. Um, they're one of many bands that Spotify says is related to Boyo and the Velveteens that it's constantly recommending to me. And so in that vein, I was pretty pretty eager to get in. Okay, yeah, the Velveteens makes sense. Henry, did you have any initial thoughts? Yeah, I was also pretty attracted to the album. Um, it kind of gave me goosebumps book cover vibes um because it's not super well illustrated but like that's the point so I was totally in from the cover um and then Karina you described it earlier in the pod as like mutant 50s pop that's how they describe themselves yeah it's exactly right if I had heard that before I listened and then listened I would have been like that's exactly what I heard um so I think it's pretty spot on they accomplished what they were trying to do musically, I would say, came across pretty well. Yeah. I didn't expect it to sound like it did. For some reason, the album cover made me think of Johnny Gaw. I don't know why. Not his older stuff, but his like newer, his like newer stuff. Um, and I was, so I was thinking I was going to get some like really sad emo indie rock, and that's not what I got. It's totally different. Liam or Delaney, did either of you have initial thoughts? Uh, honestly, like everyone said my point, so I was like, Okay, that's fine. I was like, everyone got across. <laughs> good, good. Like, I don't know what to ex- I just didn't know what to expect from it. And apparently everybody's looking at the album cover and I just didn't really notice it. I just went straight into the album, just listened to the songs. I just didn't expect the amount of music and amount of genre fusion was in this album like. Yeah. And it just exceeds my ex- expectation of the whole al- of the whole album was going to sound like and also... That's my point on it. Um, had any of you ever heard of this artist before? I'm assuming not, but... I had no idea who, who they I, were. I actually had, yes. Yeah. Like, accidentally, I was on Spotify. A, like, a friend had showed me ages ago, specifically because a, a different piece of artwork that they had, they had really liked. And I listened to it, and I was like, wow, this is, like, really weird sort of 50s noise pop weirdness i guess yeah uh, and then uh yeah cool i think i've heard people talking about them before like i've, I've heard, yeah. heard people talking about them but like i've never listened to them i'm pretty sure someone said something about them in work before but like, yeah you must have heard them before they're from liverpool yeah i know that's why because I've, I've definitely heard of the name before that's why like i was because i was like i've heard of these guys are these local <laughs> you know what i mean because there was, was a couple of guys like i a couple of times i think told me to listen to them but i can't yeah. remember why yeah, I was wondering if you'd listened to them before because you live there, but okay. So first listen through, how did you feel about it initially? I sort of think it was like a lot to palette maybe at first, you know, it's kind of like, mm-hmm. okay, there's a, there's a lot of influences going on here and they have a really, really refined aesthetic, as I call it, like kind of like an aesthetic sound, obviously with the high movie influence and they're really going for kind of like a really unique look and feel around that sort of gives you a really clear mental image of of what these guys are about but what I kind of wasn't then expecting is kind of like almost like this show tune style of musical composition that these guys have which really kept me hooked it was really interesting you know it's just some of the actual like note choices that they're using and the phrase and 
and the way that it moves section to section and some songs tend not to repeat and how kind of upbeat it is even though it has an underlying kind of really sad overtone it's a really interesting blend of like a modern eerie feeling kind of artist uh but with like kind of really classic sort of show writing that kind of does reference again movies and like that but i also think like maybe some classic theater uh and like i kind of got some maybe danny elfman compositional vibes as well you know maybe not as bizarro but definitely that kind of like really bouncy movement sort of thing yeah i definitely definitely think it had like lots of like uh elements for like um like i really like heard a lot of uh like they were saying like the beach boys but like uh pet signs album in particular like there was like one song i can't remember i can't remember what one one was but it was more in the like i think it was in the middle of the album where when i first heard it like i just thought oh this this just reminds me of a of a pet signs track i'll jump in um putting this on the first time i was pretty much hooked from the get-go um I think this album has an incredible open with My Baby's Gone Away. It uh, begins so quietly, just with those two alternating notes on the guitar. You think they're going to ease you in. And then that one guitar chord just hits you like a truck. The The opening track was far more abrasive and in-your-face than I thought these guys uh, had in them to do coming in. And uh, I think despite such a powerful open by the time i got to the album or by the end of the album i realized that i tuned a lot of it out which was unfortunate overall impression on first listen was i think that the a side is very strong and the b side not so much okay um and i can give my two cents um after my first listen i will say i looked up a bunch of reviews and i feel kind of bad because i i don't know if i i don't know if i got it I think a lot to palette is a really good way to put it. A lot of it, like I was, I think they, they could have really improved that their sound if they brought forward more of the background and the singer's vocals are so slurry. Um, I wish that they would have brought forward more percussion or their bass um, and just kind of differentiated between the two. Cause eventually I think the reason it sounded so blurred together for me too as well is because everything started to kind of slur um so I just wish I could have seen some more like I think on Sandman there's this part where they could have like had some drum hits like right behind the vocals and been like but they didn't and I I think they just could have taken it like a step further so overall I think my impression was kind of negative First pass, I kind of described it as Connor Obert, if or Oberst, if he was in the musical cabaret. I don't know. I I I've been trying to listen to it more and kind of get what they're going for aesthetic wise. Um, but yeah, first pass, I don't think it was something that was really up my alley. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Anyway. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. I I thought I like I just like I think the first time you listen to it is kind of like. You don't. You kind of just need to like sit back and sort of take it in a bit, and then the second time you listen, you can kind of appreciate what it's about a bit more. Because mm-hmm. like it, it, it is just complete. It's just, it's just kind of catch you off guard of what they're doing, because it's just like it's so old. They're doing like an, a pr- pretty old sort of like a, a take on a pretty old style from like a, like a fifty style. Like so, they're this. I think they're doing well with it. So it sounds good like me. 
Mm -hmm. um, to talk about my second listen, it kind of reframed my first listen, which I didn't really get a lot out of, um, as more of kind of like when you're reading a new book set in a new world, they got to do all the world building. My first listen was just kind of explaining the world they were operating in. So when I went back and listened, it felt like I got way more into the vibe they were trying to put out. Um, and it actually, to compare it, not sonically, but just in terms of vibe, it feels like Sam's Town from The Killers, which is very like American Southwest, but very Americana. Um, and so even though this is, I think the show tunes writing um, that Jordy mentioned was spot on too, but kind of had that good American vibe, which is interesting because they're British. So clearly their influences are all they're about in a good way. I totally agree with the killer's point. Like, uh, like when I was when I first listened to the album, immediately after I just wanted to listen to Hot Fuzz. Uh, like the like I mean I listened I was listening to it at work, and then immediately after I was like I just need to listen to Hot Fuzz now. I like and I think it was just because it had that same sort of style. Yeah, a lot of the influences they they cited, um, if not all of them, were like American. So. It's very interesting, sort of that Americana rock comes through. Um, any other initial thoughts before we move on to more specific stuff? I want to say you kind of blew my mind there comparing it to Sam's Town just now. That is like just expanding my entire vision of this album right now. <laughs> I love Sam's Town, and that was not a comparison I saw or I thought to draw whatsoever, but I don't think you're wrong in it at all. Well, and specifically, like, A Dustland Fairy Tale is the one specific killer song that is, like, the vibe that I'm referring to. Um, so, anyways, shout out to the killers. Hell yeah. All right, so next, talk about particular songs. Were there any songs on the album that stood out to you, to you for whatever reason? Um, and you kind of went back and, like, listened to that one in particular more than the rest of the whole album uh i think doghouse is probably my favorite i think they weren't even like their single for it as well and yeah it, i it, it was it was unreal i really i think like the chorus line i have written down here um put me in the doghouse baby i want to be with you it's just such a nice such a nice lyric man like i love it so much like it's so good i think that's i think it's probably my favorite song off the album and there is that other song I've read down here somewhere. Like Sandman was a good song itself, but also thought um Midnight Blue Girl and the original do loop Spaceman was, was an absolute banger. Like those are the two songs I agree with. Like I was going that was the two songs I was thinking as well. Like Bug House is actually like it's just so like uh you just you just get so in that it. it's it's lovely like <laughs> Uh, I actually kind of agree uh, with uh, what Brady had mentioned earlier. I think about like the, that opening track. Uh, was it my, my baby's, baby's gone, gone away? away? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I yeah. It really, really kind of sets a really good tone uh, for kind of what's coming in the album. Uh, I think it kind of mixes some really nice melodic songwriting ideas with the idea of uh, getting that no uh, their noise and that uh, that aesthetic a kind of mashed in there as well like you know so i think it really stood out for me as a track that did justice 
for what they were trying to achieve on the album being a that sort of sonic mix of their influences yeah i think my response to this question is a combination of the three that we've heard here um i think my, my baby's gone away like opens the album really well it sets the stage uh it's got the the 50s pop rock sensibilities it's got the group harmonies doghouse is a banger i'm gonna be listening to that one for a long time even if the rest of this album i'm not original doo-wop spaceman i thought was another really fun one it actually reminded me of uh hippocampus quite a bit uh yes man hippocampus is a fucking class they're so good like i love they just really they released uh like a ep of just their second demos and like check it out it is so good yeah we're hippocampus fans here um yeah, original Duop Spaceman, I thought, was a bit of a black sheep in that you could actually kind of tell what he was saying in this song, and I enjoyed it. Um, also, just the sort of conceptual level of Spaceman was giving me some Ziggy Stardust vibes, even if the sound itself wasn't. I knew you were going to say Bowie, because I was like, "Am I? is it just the Spaceman thing that's giving me Bowie vibes here? <laughs> If I can compare something to Bowie, I'll find a way. I was going to say, if Brady can bring Bowie up, he will. <laughs> um, um, yeah. I think my favorite songs were kind of what was already said here. Um, Doo-Wop Spaceman, I, like, the album, like I said, wasn't really up my alley, but I loved that track. Um, I had one of my favorite lyrics, um, and I don't know why it just like got me, but just when you're not running, you try your best to hold tears that aren't coming or take me to the pictures with my head lost in the sea. I, I really liked those. Um, and then second favorite song, I'd probably have to say, you know, the title track Sandman. Um, I love the surf rock that it came into with. Um, you don't get to hear that done so well very often anymore. I really liked that. Yeah, my my favorite track of the album is Soundmon because I just like I just didn't expect like the surf rock like surf rock sound in the start of the second track. It just blew me away, and like I loved how the bass was just like just grooving, just keeping the groove in the background and all, like keeping all the uh, instruments together, all glued together. And I love like the instruments in the background and all because I listened to it, like Cold War times, and each time I was listening to it, I heard like a new instrument and all like this little kind of synthesizer organ holding and like sustaining a note in the background and all and I just thought that was cool I just love how how much like the mo like so much instruments are being played in this one song and all and each time you listen to it you listen to something new it's just I think I think that's what makes a great song so yeah yeah the way that they're able to weave so many different things together um and initially you wouldn't think that it would work like they have jazz and garage rock and all these different like very almost opposite influences but the way that they put them together works somehow in this really weird way i definitely think that it like it the sound works but i definitely think there's times in the album where i feel like they're kind of pushing the borders with it a little bit where it feels like it's either one really simple idea or just an idea that hasn't really taken off as much as other ideas on the album and it just kind of leaves for uh from from i'm guessing also what everyone else is saying here a couple of really memorable tracks in the album and then again a, a lot of the tracks that you're just kind of like okay that 
I, I kind of remember that one. Oh, that one? Okay. You know? It, it can be a, t- be a bit too much sometimes. Like, I don't know, just like, just you can put so many instruments into one song, like, before it gets too... Yeah, it's a real fine line, isn't up. it? Yeah. Just you listen real to it, like, line. so much happening here, and you can barely hear the drums or the bass sometimes. There's three guitars and acoustic just there. And I think, too, if the, if the instrumentals are doing so many little things that just comes back to my point of like, why not lift that up and mm-hmm. highlight that more in the music? It'll just diversify the sound even more. Absolutely, yeah. Has everybody had a chance to go? Just quickly throw out a fave, uh, Sand Orchestra, which was one of the shorties in the middle of the record. Um, definitely one of those cases where you wish a song was like a lot longer than it was. So you could just like hang out on the vibe for a while, but. Um, I did kind of like the two shorter songs serving as kind of a interlude of sorts, splitting up the record. I kind of liked the pacing switch up, um, but someone earlier, I think maybe Brady said the second half of the record was less strong, and I would agree with that. That kind of that's the tipping point. Yeah, thank you for saying that because Lullaby was my favorite, and it's like the shortest song on the album. But I thought it was just really beautiful and. Yeah, just manages to like capture my attention every time I would listen to the album through some of the songs just like stick out more than others. And that was one that I always knew. Oh, that's that's that one. Um, all right. So next, I think lines or lyrics that stuck out to you. Did anybody have anything that um, they really liked? I think Nikki mentioned one, but is there any more? Uh, it was literally just the same one that Liam said about the dog house. It's just... I don't know why. It's I've literally I've like I was like I listened to the album earlier again today and it's just been like stuck in my head the whole day. Like I just really like like just it just plays up a really comfortable vibe when you're listening to it. It's like you could just sit down and chill and you don't really need to worry. Do you know what I mean? It's just it's just a really comfortable like vibe to sit through. Um I think there's a lot of power in the simplicity of doghouse. Out of all of the explorations of this aesthetic that they did on the album i think doghouse was the one where they really hit the nail on the head it's it knows what it's about it's simple and it's really confident in that um like that chorus you hear it once and it sticks in your head like it's not poetic it just is what it is put me in the doghouse baby i want to be with you like you just want to move you want to shout it with them from what we we had a really quick chat about it before and uh, from what me and liam were talking about like it does have punchy moments uh like a uh, doghouse being the obvious one and it does kind of have these like little niche moments where it has these little uh, memorable like faux pas or whatever you want to kind of say but i think overall like it just kind of le- like it leaves me not really paying full attention to it you know it's kind of it's kind of looking at a big group of people and there's a million things going on and the lead singer is somewhere back in the middle of it and you're like I can't really, I don't really get the message here, you know, uh, I kind of feel like there could have been more of like an overarching, like continued story to kind of link up the album and maybe that could have saved it from falling flat in the second half, you know, uh, maybe it's just a case of the songwriting, but I'm not entirely sure. I just know for me that like uh, there are a couple of really, really strong moments but uh, there was also a lot of moments that I'm going to forget in the next week from that album, lyrically, so. I definitely looked up the lyrics um, to get more in-depth of, like, what they were trying to say, 
And I, I agree with Jordy. I feel like I was expecting after reading the influences and stuff, like more of a story, more of like an, a cohesive picture. And it yeah. kind of, it, it, like the songwriting, when you, even when you are reading the actual lyrics and you can tell what they're saying, it doesn't always make a ton of sense. I think you get snippets, like it gives you some little like metaphor and then it backs off. Like it's just a little snippet of what they're trying to say in each line. Yeah, but like I think like that would be really clever if there was like some like a major underlying context and then they could fill it up with like some cool aesthetic stuff. But like what they're filling up with just kind of sounds like really sort of generic songwriting stuff and it doesn't sound like they should have pushed it to be as anyway aesthetically as much of like a film concept story driven album as it was because uh, it just didn't sign didn't come across like that to me yeah it was just it was more loose like it was sort of there yeah but it was it was more loose like the whole concept of the first half of the album and then the second half after sand orchestra and lullaby being like a different mood slightly slower songs more somber and like um it felt like it was trying to be like two halves of a play or two halves of a movie but they didn't really connect from the lyrics like there was a continuous story like mm-hmm. like i didn't realize it was a concept album until i like looked it up it just sounded like a bunch of different songs put on an album and like like even though i enjoyed all those songs individually which I really, really did. I really, really liked them. But like, I just, I, I like, I, I was because I liked them individually, not together as an album. Mm-hmm. Even though they do all sound sort of similar. To add, uh, it just sounds like we're all kind of saying we liked some of the ideas that were there, but they just weren't implemented well enough. Like the through line just kind of wasn't there. I also agree with all you guys on the lyrics stuff. But one thing that did stand out to me um, in The Crying Girl was this gang vocal part where he's saying like and I know my jokes are getting old and the gang vocals are like no you don't yeah (laughs) and I like that kind of interplay that kind of like um omniscient narrator kind of weighing in almost like from the audience perspective makes me think of like the figures on the pots in the Hercules cartoon that like sing the story of Hercules um and like contribute to the narrative in that way that also feels very show tuney um but literally those are the only lyrics that stood out to me like if you asked me to like recall anything else yeah doghouse i mean you know the bangers but (laughs) that's it it's like hands up there's not really much else you can say it's got its great moments but in between like i do agree with jory like it's kind of like those this is kind of like a 1950s kind of like those popular songs from the 1950s where they talk about like a girl and like how he loves her and all that yeah, I think I kind of agree with Jordan now, Paul. Like, is this kind of generic songwriting? We're just from point A to point B. That's just my opinion on it. Like, I think there were some great, um, Henry was talking about like the conversation between the lead singer and the backup singers. I loved that. I thought that was so cool. Felt very 1940s, 1950s. And they cited um, Louis Prima as an influence. I think that's saying, I'm not probably not saying that right. But he was a jazz blues musician, singer, and ba- like big band leader from New, or- New Orleans. Um, and that's sort of a thing that they'll do like with, with jazz musicians, like they'll have a conversation, like the lead singer will like ask the band a question and they'll answer with their instruments type thing. And I felt like they were trying to recreate that a little bit um, in some of their songs, like The Crying Girl and stuff. And I really liked that, that aspect of it. And 
Sandman, I thought was, <laughs> I looked, it made me think of that 50 song, Mr. Sandman, you know, the, the famous one, Mr. Sandman. <laughs> but that one's sort of like, um, the, the character in that one is more of like a positive thing where they're asking like Mr. Sandman, um, yeah, I wrote it down, uh, bring me a dream, make him the cutest that I've ever seen. So basically like bring me a man to dream about. Um, and it's sort of like literal metaphorical, whatever, but um, it's like a positive influence, the Sandman. And then in this one, it's like flipped on its head because he's making him dream about the girl that he lost. So it's a really like a more painful experience. And he's like, please let me not keep dreaming about this girl. Um, so that's, that's what I got. <laughs> I'll just say quick, Hank, I love that you um, compared it to the, the girls from Hercules, the backup singers. I was getting like West Side Story vibes from it. I don't know. Like I could just picture them like falling behind Johnny, like, you know. <laughs> yeah, I think the harmonies really, really, really worked really well with the whole album. Like I think all the actual, like even though like the lyrics may not sound out, I think all the vocals actually, like I really, really enjoyed them. I know maybe like you couldn't like hear hear what he was saying, but I think after like a couple of playthroughs, like I, 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 could, I could understand like, everything that I was saying. So like it didn't really bother me as much. Yeah, even if you can't hear the words, it I think it, it sounded nice regardless. Like his voice was really nice and the way he, the style he was singing in. Um, I get that. I think that if, the, I think of like, they could make the, they could if they kind of remastered it and redid it they could make it better do you know what i mean like it, it feels that like it's it's good but it's like not just quite 100 percent of a finished product they could have just done a couple of wee bits differently you know a wee bit more to make it just a wee bit more stand out and remember rem more rememberable do you know more memorable if do you know what i mean yeah it sounded like they recorded it in a 50 studio in that time frame and they just need to have the 2020 remaster i totally agree with you yeah record it in stereo next time <laughs> yo <laughs> no that's okay i actually like that bit of their aesthetic but yeah it's yeah. one part of it that stands out for sure um how how would you describe the music to someone who'd never heard of it before i think it's just like all the music all music was popular in the 50s like bit of surf blues, doo-wop, and like a bit of pop, pop music into it, and they just put it together, make their own little thing and all, so I think that's how I describe it to people. Yeah, I think I'm just going to say that uh, Imagine the Killers did a cover of the best of the 50s, you got it. <laughs> I think you could say, like, if you want to describe it, what it sounds like, it's just, if you go back to the 50s, you just finish your day of work, you've had your dinner, and you're just chilling, you get in a drink and then you just put the radio on and this this is just your chill music you might spoon about the living room with your wife and have a dance and all that but like that's just what will be on the radio i've got four words dive bar beach boys yes <laughs> yeah, the, there was so much like beach boys influences like but i really i really feel like there was there was this sort of like weird 2000s vibe from the album. I, I think it was just like of how the the guitars maybe were like laid out. They had like as the songs like progressed, the hence why like we reference the killers, like in the in the Hot Fuzz album, I wish I could remember the song. 
Um, but um, like when as the song progressed, like and I was listening to it, I was just like, this is just literally what I've heard before with um the Sandman. Like I just I think the the all the songs in the 2000 era we had these big massive bills with all the production that gone well into them this was kind of that but just in the 1950s sort of style yeah definitely like as in even the production is definitely trying to show that 1950s thing uh, but there's kind of like a couple of like weird anomalies the fact that they have such a heavy overdriven sound and they're recording it with like to sound like it's from the 50s, even though they never had that type of overdrive or distortion in the 50s, you know? Of course, I think ideas like that maybe come across as a bit sort of crossing paths, maybe. Uh, I think it's a catch-22, and it really is trying to combine the, the best of modern and the past, really, aren't they? It was Believe Me, Natalie, uh, uh, on Hot Fuzz. There we go. I said all of that just so Liam could fact check. <laughs> <laughs> good teamwork all right do we have um, any mm-hmm. i was gonna say the prompt is how we, we would describe it yeah um for anyone who knows there's maybe a little backstory here for anyone who would ever listen but and justice for all uh the fourth album by metallica terrible bass mix completely scooped jason newstead's bass absolutely it's It's the definition to drop the bass like (laughs) yeah it's so awful and so anyways if you take that concept of just scooping it out i would say if you're into the the idea of music where kind of all of it is scooped out somehow but you're also really into like 50s pop aesthetic these are those two things if you're like jason newstead bass sound on injustice for all plus I still use my 50s kitchen appliances for some reason. That's the vibe. Perfect. Yep. What other artists would you recommend based on this album, based on Trudy and the Romance as a band? Uh, for some reason, I was thinking King Cruel. Okay. Like, <laughs> like, easy, the, easy. The vocals. The, the vocals are literally just King Cruel's, like, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like that, it's just that, that, like, whenever I was like, getting those vibes from it, like, it's just, yeah. Like, especially, like, uh, it's like if you if you listen, I think the new albums uh, they do more fact checking, but the the new album and of uh, the Oz, um, like I feel like that's where like vocally they try to emulate, but it doesn't really come across the same way. And then when I think of band, uh, or I really I really heard like um like I really heard like. The, like Rex Orange County was the happy um, Trudy and the romance of the sad like they're both artists who are on the same sort of path line but I think Rex Orange County sort of is a little bit better because he can I feel like when his songwriting when he does do the sad songs he do, he, do, he puts them in the right places on the on the album and when he does do the happy songs he puts them in the right places on the album yeah yeah like the song could have actually maybe been better placed in the album I played it for my I played I played it for my teammates because I was like I wanted to see um what their what they thought on it too because I was like I'm doing this to gonna hear the album and then like they're like yeah yeah I like I liked it but like it ended and it, like whenever you said it ended this kind of ended like my mate Jack was just like yeah it, oh was that it like he's just like oh Chase didn't really that was that was it over it kind of felt like there was yeah they didn't really finish it off big running yeah the way that they started it out so strong ending was kind of a letdown for me 
yeah i with the information you found on their Bandcamp page i'm equal parts validated and disappointed because i no longer have an original take but the exact two things i said for artists i would recommend were beach boys and jonathan richmond <laughs> like yeah if you channel this through like 80s jonathan richmond just like when he was writing those like uh those playful uh like high school dance ish songs like morning of our lives that summer feeling that's what this is it's just this is sad that was my life i think i'd agree with everyone here um about beach boys johnny richmond and but i also want to throw out there tom waits actually um whoa yeah the vocals kind of give me that vibe and I know I kind of criticized the vocals but um I don't know they in a positive way they do feel a bit similar to me yeah it does remind me of like his first album and all it was kind of bluesy kind of rocky like kind of bluesy rock kind of thing and like so many songs remind me of like I feel like John this could be John Waits song a bit, song a bit but I don't know that's what it did remind me of Tom Waits a bit as well to be honest um, similar thoughts to all y'all, um, but also in a weird way, Margo and the Nuclear So-and-Sos has a weird sort of, again, I, I can't almost put it to words, but they have some sort of Americana adjacent feel shtick. They've also, I think, got a big band and some busy mixes. Um, not that it's like the doo-wop thing at all, but that might just be another one I'd throw out. Never heard of them. Look that up. Also very sad. So, it also gave me a hers vibe as well. Like, like if I was going to recommend, I'd recommend hers who uh, sadly passed away a couple of years ago. They're a group band. Really good. A couple that came up on Spotify that I think are sort of similar. Um, Loving and The Red Pairs. And then uh, for more like, not really sound, dead rabbit they just put out a couple new singles that had more of like a theatrical quality to the way that their new album's supposed to sound so not really that similar but i honestly couldn't find a whole lot of people that i thought oh they they blend this many genres and uh elements and have also like a cinematic storyline and it's it was just a very unique combination of things that was hard to replicate so that's all i got yeah like that kind of remind me of like, they don't sound, but both of these bands don't sound like anything they gave us. I was kind of thinking of King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard, because like the amount of times they like, yeah, man, definitely. Like, Sean was a girl, and I was like, what's going on? What is what's happening here? Like, yeah, like not lyric lyric wise or like, and also music, but it's just the way they how this band kind of fuses, like put the, like puts Sean was the girl as the same as King Gizzard who like. One album to like jazz, next album to metal, next one to bluesy, pop, and all that. Yeah, and sort of that overwhelming like combination of different that. genres. Yeah, totally. We need a King Giz doo wop album. Probably will be next. Yes, they probably will do one. Yes, we. Do. I can see it on the future. All right, we got any more artist comparisons? Is that all we got? I think um, we've talked about the killers too much. <laughs> For some reason, the voice, his voice kind of made me of, what do you call it? Like the Arctic Monkeys. I don't know why. 
this is voice like that was I got the exact thinking. same feeling and the way he yells is yeah like he yells and all it's like it kind of sounds like a boy and all um i think it's just the fact that it uses noisy guitars and shouty unintelligible british accent vocals yeah music this is coming out of Liverpool, like like controversial opinion or what but like yeah i don't know i just think that, that there we are similar in that sort of sense for sure i think you've hit the nail yeah. head on that one too i didn't want to say this in case it sounded too blasphemous like blasphemy and all that shit and also i totally agree with that i'm really glad you said that actually especially thinking about how i think the first track is a really strong open it carries a lot of that like uh first two albums arctic monkeys energy with the gang vocals like i have no idea what pretty much any of the words are in this entire album much less the first track but in the chorus on the first one there's this gang vocal part where he's like wailing about something yelling you know it's it's gruff it's raspy i don't know and then the gang vocals like don't you know she's been f- can we say naughty words on this yeah <laughs> i love that one don't you know she's been fucking around like you hear that like oh boy we're in for it today aren't we yeah it's got that (laughs) it's got that attitude naughty words and meanwhile like the whole we are the trees band just been sitting here swearing away (laughs) i think it's such i think it's such shit like five times i know like you don't notice it when other people are doing it We're but not helping not- our stereotypes here, are we? But no. <laughs> yeah, I know what the fuck you mean. That's all I can. That's all I can fucking say. <laughs> it's it, it's an endurance term over here. It's it's like nor- I promise it's normal over here. <laughs> it just yeah, flows absolutely. in with the rest of the sentences. You know? I wasn't yeah, even yeah. thinking about it, but like I was about to say, I was like, wait a minute, is that bad? Even though precedent of this entire half hour, however long we've been talking definitely gives a resounding yeah just say it yeah that's good speaking of just say it gang vocals are like the best thing in music i don't care what kind of genre it is i love gang vocals like 15 percent more gang vocals across the board like doo-wop great jazz salt peanuts great doesn't matter just want to shout out to gang vocals or whatever they're called i don't know if that's like a yeah, you can just call There's some real okay harmonies. Harmonies. <laughs> well, the harmonies in this album were generally like somewhat like really, really, really good. Something that like I really feel is missing from a lot of music. Like um I the harmonies was like the best thing about like, this album. Yeah, as like we reference you know, like in in the podcast we've done with you before, Karina, like mm-hmm. I, we were, I mentioned how like I like we took a lot of inspirations from the Eagles. And like through their harmony style, and um, only by the night, uh, by the Eagles, really. Like when I when I, th- when I hear that song, I would also like that that whole song is just basically like that whole album. Like you should really give it a listen to if you haven't heard it before. Like the harmonies in that song are like literally some of the best I think I've ever heard in my life. It's probably one of my favorite songs. Do we have any final thoughts or comments on the album? If it was half the length, it, it probably would have been good. Not in the main way, but like like in terms of like the first half was just like I, I really enjoyed it, but the second half was just like an EP. Didn't kick. Yeah, it would have been a really good EP if they would have took the albums out of it. Is that a couple the, of tunes out. Yeah, the right kick of the Irish. I definitely am seconding that. Right, what I have in my head. Right, 
two-part EP series where they had the first half of the album with a small instrumental track at the end, then the second half starting off with a small instrumental track on a second EP, and then obviously he would have had way more time to just like do what they do best and like write a lot more bangers. It would have been a way stronger effort, but it's not to talk down uh, what they're going for here because like I'm excited to see what they do with it. Uh, you know, I think they just need to refine that sound and really get it to be to the point and punchy and a less kind of blurry and murky. I think this album is a love letter to the 50s. And for what it is, I think that they captured the sound really well. But in so doing, I feel like they kind of forgot that there needs to be a Trudy and the Romance brand from this album. I don't feel like I got very much of a read of the people behind it. Um, yeah. To the point of bringing up King Gizzard earlier. When King Giz makes an album, you know it's them. You don't know what it's about. You don't know what you're getting into, but you always know who you're listening to. It sounds like them, no matter what decade it sounds like it came out of. And this, like, I don't know if this is a Trudy and the Romance album or someone else or a collection of covers. I mean, I know it's them, but I just don't yeah. feel like there's very unique take that feels like it came from them specifically i think that they get lost in the um fictional narrative of like they're performing as the band the original doo-wop spaceman and i feel like that's who made the album not trudy and the romance and you kind of it kind of gets like because like i said it's kind of funny i i couldn't find a whole lot about the band when i was doing my research and i feel like that also speaks for like the album you can't really hear them in it either i think that's a really common problem for concept albums too like they just get too lost in the story that they're trying to tell and they forget that you know like part of this is like making a stamp for your sound um so i think if they kind of brought themselves out of the story a little bit and put trudy and the romance back into it um I totally agree with everything you said. It's not just about having a good story and good visuals. It's about uh, having like a personality or something that you can actually connect to and relate to in a sense there at the yeah. end of the day. And I think it's that human touch that this album's missing. Yeah. It's like if you, listen, if you listen to them on the radio, like a car show phone, you'd be like, do you, do you think they'll be like, oh, that's Trudy and Romance? You'd be like, oh, I like that song, but I don't know who it's by or something. Yeah. I wonder if this is one of those bands that is like totally different live and maybe they found their success and came together and like they play super tight together and then it, they just have trouble translating those ideas to the record because sonically what I'm hearing could be really dope live. I'm willing to believe like they would blow it out. Um, but on the, the final mix, I'm not super pleased. Um, like I think a lot of us are so, but I also don't know like do they do the doo-wop stuff across all their albums is that what they'd be like live or is this more contained because of the concept i'm not sure but yeah. i'd give them a chance live from what i was able to find it seems like they do kind of make it a more theatrical experience like they'll all dress up in like the suits and and i think yeah it is kind of what you're saying i think i gotta say the opposite i actually really like i don't, I don't think everyone, everyone does really enjoy the album I really, really like it. I think I really will. I will listen to it again. I think uh, you got to keep in mind, this is the first album. This is their debut. 
uh, album, and I think it is a really, really, really good first album. They, they shouldn't have chose concept album first, I don't think. Like, the way that when the album goes, the songs don't blend into one another per- mm-hmm. perfectly. Uh, and that, the, the, there's tons of concept albums that, that also don't, don't have that. Uh, I'm not saying that's a pro- problem, but I feel like in, at, the, at the bottom, where everyone else, I believe, feels where it was a bit lacking. I don't agree. I actually really, really like those songs. I, I really, really, I, to, I think I enjoyed every track and listened to it more and more. I enjoyed it. I, I did enjoy it more. I, I really, really like this album. I think uh, for a first album, it is a good start. And I think if they, um, and I, I actually love the mix. I think the mix is exactly what they wanted. And I think with a bit more money and someone maybe bringing them in a little, like uh, a producer who could get a bit more hands-on with them, I, I really, really think that they would do... Uh, I, think, I think the next album... I think the next album should be great uh, from this album. And I think it will be well more refined after from what we're seeing. Because, like, you remember the first part of the album was really, really well put together. It was just the last bit that was a bit off. But I think it was only, like, four tracks. And it was because they were all sad instead of like maybe one of them being a bit happier. I kind of wonder if like listening to what you're saying, if concept albums are, I guess for like lack of a better way to put it, kind of like a cop out for putting the person into it. Like they're creating a character to hide behind. Um, And I feel like on the second album, I totally agree. Like since the first half of this was solid, if they can bring themselves back um into it and not hide behind like the character that they created for this album they're going to come out a lot stronger yeah i definitely agree with that i think with like when you're doing your first album the character you want to show is the character that you are on stage um and i think later on doing a concept album about a character it it does work because you know the character telling the story is the band you're going to see. Like you, need to, if, you need to build up a character and all. You yeah, need but if you're creating a character that we might not ever see again, then it's, it is hard to attach to, 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 to it as an album, as a concept album. But I think individually, all the tracks are really, really, really good. And I think, I, I really can't wait to hear the next album. Um, I agree, just, I really like it. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> no, I was just going to say to talk about the killers one more time to bring home that point, Liam. Um, Mr. Brightside and Miss Atomic Bomb are like the same parts of the same story, but those albums came out like, you know, a decade apart. Uh, and the killers nailed it. So I think there's a, a lot to be said for that kind of patience and that build. And I don't know, maybe it's unfair to say new bands can't do that, but I generally agree with what you're saying that uh, concept album is a bit much to fight off probably well, it's all just about a learning curve I suppose too like I mean it's just it did it, it starts off super strong and I'll, I'll definitely like I, I did I enjoyed listening to it like um even like my mate was just like oh yeah Tristan sure you listen to the game won't you I'm like yeah because it, it, I enjoyed it but like the first like I definitely feel that there's gonna be more good things coming with them I for one like if if this sort of doo-wop aesthetic is something they stick with for the long haul like if this is really what Trudy and the Romance is I would love to see them take that uh, sort of musical approach to ideas outside of romance and heartbreak. Because, I mean, 
that's where that genre lived in the 50s where can they take it in 2020 and beyond that's what i'd love to see yeah that'd be cool yeah i, I wonder is there music videos very visual or like because you were saying that they're like like is like do, have they released music videos for the song yeah they have a doghouse one and original doo-wop spaceman i think those are the only two that are actual like Okay. videos not just like lyric videos there's a band that they would listen to but um uh my mate uh chris here give him a shout out like he uh he loves this band Kavin cambria and when they do their uh, their all the, a lot of their albums are concept albums i believe i don't know if, if none of them are i think or... they're all the same concept too. yeah so like it's so all one all, yeah and even the all, stuff yeah yeah that's, that's they're, it they're all the same uh concept and what's, what's class is they release comic books with the album of the story of what's going on in the album, but in comic book form. And like like that, and like, so I think they have like three or maybe four now, now. I'm not too sure. Um, I'll be another fact check, but like, um, I, like the, I, I, th- I think when you're, I think when you're doing a concept album, there has to be another concept on the side that people can read, visualize, or hear, or see. Like, um, I think it. I think. I think. I think it's, there's some. Some. There's some really good concept albums as well that just have music. But I think it's also. There's. I think there's. I think. I think it's sometimes harder for a lot of people, especially with your first album, to um, fall into the concept when there is, is in the concept you've already shown. Yeah, I just think it's one of those things with uh, with the way like music and uh, everything's constantly evolving. Like looking at like older concept albums, even as compared to newer ones, uh, concept albums of, as a whole have become so much more like visual. You know, it's all about creating like an immersive world and like really taking your listener into it. Which is why you'll see the likes of like comic books or an extended universe being added to uh, two concept albums and uh, things like that that are coming out now. Uh, it's really just about giving as much content as you possibly can in that sort of cases. Uh, and I just feel like these guys haven't really delivered on that. But however, as everyone has been saying, have some really, really strong musical ideas. And I'm also really excited to see what they come out with next. Me too. I think whatever it is, it's going to be great. Anybody else? Final thoughts? Great album. Would listen again. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, everybody, for for being on the Luma Roundtable for December and discussing Sandman by Trudy and the Romance. Um, it was it was really fun. Thanks for thanks for being on. Thanks for having us on. It's yeah, thank you. Yeah, thank you for having us. Cheers. Nice yeah. Guys. yeah, this was uh, this was fun. It's good no, having more company. Yeah, mm-hmm. thanks for bringing us on, having a good chat. We love music, if you didn't know. So, and we love talking about music. So we're, we're really, really happy to be brought on. And it was really lovely to meet you guys as well. Absolutely. Yeah, it was great to chat to new people instead of just talking to the same four walls. <laughs> Tristan, don't call me Delaney and Liam Walls. That's really mean. <laughs> I, meant, I meant like just being in the house lab, or like, you know what I mean? To spice up my day a bit. <laughs> yeah, instead you get to, to come on here and hear Americans call fuck a naughty word. <laughs> no, 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 no
Naughty, <laughs> naughty word. <laughs>